0: You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. I love this next line. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above all my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy singing and praising the Lord with music well what I wanted to do tonight and the reason I'm just kind of having a seat with you here tonight is I just want to create a living room feeling tonight so we can all just kind of sit down together and just talk a little bit about what worship looks like and what worship really is all about gotta be honest with you I've been the worship leader here for almost 20 years I'm, I'm gonna hit 20 years in February my privilege my honor absolutely love it this is the greatest place on earth as far as I'm concerned Uh, We have the best pastor anywhere, as far as I'm concerned. We are really, really blessed, and we have one amazing staff. So I just, I just feel so privileged and blessed every time that I step up on this stage to minister to you and to minister to the Lord. More importantly, but you know, from time to time, I even get discouraged when I'm starting to lead worship, and you know, I've prepared and I've got some thoughts about this, and I and I step up and I go to lead worship and. And and I can tell that some people just don't have quite the revelation that maybe I'm stepping into about how important worship is or how important you just lifting your hands is or how important and special it is to God when you sing and make melody and your heart to the Lord. That doesn't mean that you gotta sing and make melody and sound like the most beautiful thing. It just means that you sing and make melody and your heart to God. But I found myself recently here Um, How many of you know the biggest danger of pastors in the ministry is we can just caught up and going through the motions You know and you as a believer as a christian believer get caught up and well, I guess I should read my bible because I have to I should pray because that's I want things to go well with me today. I should, you know Spend time with god, you know, I should take that time to get up earlier in the morning I should I should I should I should out of obligation. I should and a lot of times we find ourselves just going through the motions in life, still reading the Bible, still praying, still lifting our hands when the worship pastor or the, or the pastor asks you to lift your hands in, in the sanctuary, but we're going through the motions. It's dry. It's dead. Did you see that line in that, in there where it says, what did you, when you, when you get to a place where things feel dry to you, that's, that's what a lot of people blame. It. I don't like the music. He doesn't do enough hymns. He doesn't do enough contemporary stuff. Well, I wish he'd do a little more Gaither stuff. I wish he did. And some of you are going, yeah, I wish he would. You know, but, but then we start to get into excuses as to why, you know, we, we don't need to take that step to worship, even if we maybe don't know the song as well, or we're not familiar, or maybe it's really not even our favorite. Do you know that there's a lot of songs that we do that are not my favorite? But I do them because I realize it's not about Me. But it's more about God and it's more about Jesus and it's more about if I can help you to connect to the presence of God And you to connect to who he really is and like pastor tim's been saying lately so powerful We want you to walk away from your wednesday and your weekend experience with you feeling like Heaven has just been imparted to you and you're walking out the door through god's word through his presence, just coming in here and absolutely washing you and making you feel like a brand new person. That's our goal. That's our heart. That's our desire. So what I found was though, in the last couple of weeks, I came to a, I really, I hit a brick wall and the brick wall that I hit was, uh, well, that was an uh-oh, I guess, huh? <laughs> but I did, I hit a brick wall and I just, I was, I was going through a really, really rough time and just feeling down and and just feeling, you know, that sense of hopelessness. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? I feel like Pastor Tim's been talking to us a lot about that as he's been going through uh, real life. And Pastor Mike did such a great job last week ministering to us about the power of worship to overcome a depressed situation. But man, I tell you, I hit the brick wall. I just absolutely hit the wall. And nothing I was doing to pull myself up by my bootstraps was working. I confessed i declared i lifted my hands up i commanded satan to leave me now in the name of jesus and nothing and i just found that i got to a point where i just hit a brick wall because and you know what and i'm not a fan of this because i am a guy who believes in faith I believe in the righteousness of God. I believe that God is for you and not against you. I believe that God never causes anything that's challenging in your life to come to you or to happen to you. But I also believe that sometimes God will let us hit the brick wall that we've been gunning for. And he's been trying to hold our arm back. No, don't do that. Don't do that here. Let me divert you. No, don't do that. And finally, it's like you're 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 determined that you're going to run into that brick wall. So he says, okay. And sometimes it's when we hit that brick wall and just kind of fall flat on our face that we realize, wow, something has to change. And guess what I learned? That something or someone was me. And so I got into Psalm 27 and I started to read through some of these things. And I realized with my relationship with God, I was just going through the motions. I was reading the Bible every day. Honestly, I've been a person in the past. I do not enjoy reading but I have cultivated an enjoyment for reading because I love God and I love knowledge. So over the past couple years, I've, I'm reading way more than I ever have. I've, um, I've made sure that I'm ready and, 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 and good to go for every time that I minister and all those good things. But the problem was is I wasn't seeking God anymore because I was so crazy in love with him and because I knew that he was the answer. I was seeking him so that Because I was obligated So that I could be right now, Y'all don't look at me like Dear Lord have you backslid what are you doing up there <laughs> You know I'm just Trying to be real with y'all For a minute okay And I just had a moment you know uh, No I didn't backslide I mean I was I was in the word I'm praying I'm reading I'm worshiping I'm doing all the right things But it was my heart Behind it that just wasn't really where it needed to be. I was more into those things because I wanted to be a good husband and a good father and a good minister, but I forgot about being a son of God. Right. I mean, we know, we, we know a lot of, I'm not talking to the, to the folks who come to church and never pick up their Bibles. This is the Wednesday night crew. You're serious. You guys are the real ones. You really believe in this in this whole thing, and you believe that that Jesus is the only way. Or, you know, most likely you wouldn't be here tonight, right? So, what I found out was that as I was going through the motions, I, and I hit this brick wall and just fell flat on my face, and none of my pull myself up by my bootstraps things was working, I found that my priorities and and my my uh, focus. For my relationship with God was askew. It was all good. It was all good intentions. I was filling it up with doing good things. But I found out that when I hit that brick wall. That as I was going through those motions. That I had to get back. To to just sitting with Jesus. And letting his presence. Just me and him. Not Jennifer. Although I love my wife. Not my kids. Not y'all. Not my pastor. my boss. But just me and Jesus sitting down and spending some time where we could just talk. Spending some time where we could, I could be impacted by his goodness. That I could just sit there and and begin to weep because I realized that I was desperate for God's love and God's acceptance. And I've been trying to find it through all different ways, but I needed to find that through through my relationship with him and, and, and take that step where this is purposeful. So what I found was in Psalm 27, four it says this in the new King James version it says, one thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, this is David's talking about here. One thing I have desired, not one thing God desires, not one thing my wife desires, not one thing that everybody else around me who's looking up to me to follow me as I follow Christ, not any of those that I desire of the Lord. One thing David says, I will seek. And it says here in the Amplified version, one thing have I asked of the Lord that will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness and the delightful loveliness of the Lord and to meditate, consider and inquire in his temple. Guys, if that's too sissy for you, sweet attractiveness, delightful loveliness, God's goodness. So that I may gaze upon God's goodness and see for myself, God is good. Not the the Jesus that I fell in love with in 1985 and completely gave my heart over to Christ. I'm not talking about that Jesus. I'm talking about the one today that still loves me, that is good, that I can see a, a greater revelation of who he really is and how faithful he's been to me. That Jesus what Jesus do you know? What Holy Spirit have you fellowship with or last been touched by? The one that you first got born again and you were, you were full guns for God? The one that you maybe first had that touch from the Holy Spirit and just felt like, oh, I feel like a new person. Or is it the one that maybe yesterday as you're driving to work, you just started to sing. You just were spending time just you and him. That's the one that you were impacted by. Not saying it wasn't good to be impacted by the one from 1985 when I first gave my heart to, to, to Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that. That those are days that I'll never forget. Days that have impacted me forever. But it's the days that each day today that I take time to really get before the presence of God because I love Him. That makes me able to face my challenges that I'm going to face today, and makes me be a light for Jesus right in the middle of where I'm at today. So I think one thing that the Lord wants us to do is he wants us to earnestly desire him and seek after him. Say this with me. Say, I will desire and seek after the Lord. That's what that's our heart. That's what our heart has to be. No matter what's going on or what you're going through. Maybe everything's going great, but you're just going through the motions. See, everything's going great for me. I mean, my marriage is great. My kids are blessed. Um, God's given me wonderful things. I have a great church family. I mean, look at you. You know, everything's going great. That's not when I hit the brick wall. It was was in the midst of everything going great. I forgot the most important thing. That was I... Was in love with Jesus and wanted to spend time with him and just get before his presence just so I could hear him say, I love you and everything's going to be okay today. So Psalm 27, eight says this in the new King James version. It says, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek the amplified version says it. Amazing. You have said, seek my face. Inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. Have you done that today? Have you done that today? Required God's presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek? I'll inquire for it. I'll require it of a necessity and on the authority of your word. Have you done that today? Now, this doesn't need to be a heavy message for you today. I'm just wanting to maybe shake you up a little bit and have you take a quick look at what your relationship with God right now looks like. Because maybe you've been going through some dry times or maybe you've been going through some rough times and you're just trying to figure out, man, I'm I'm pulling myself up by much bootstraps. I'm walking in faith. I'm doing everything I know to do. But just something seems to be, you know, kind of misfiring for you or something maybe feels a little dry. Have y'all ever felt that something just dry in my relationship? I think we've all kind of felt like that. You know, we've all kind of struggled with. Time to time, you just read your Bible and you go, "Yeah, God, if you were there, I didn't know it." <laughs> or you just begin to pray and worship the Lord, and you get done. And you think, "Well, that was by faith because I sure didn't sense God at all." <laughs> and we know it's not about feelings, but hey. We love to feel God. Don't you love to feel God? It's not about feelings, but I sure love it when he touches me. So Pastor Tim and I have been talking about that lately. We want to just get to a point where every service that we come, you feel like I'm walking away with an impartation. Guess what? That's going to take more than an anointed pastor and an anointed worship leader and worship team. That's going to take you coming with a hungry heart saying, you know what? Today is my day that God's going to speak something holy into my life. Today is the day that when I lift my hands, all of heaven is going to pour on me because I am so thirsty and so hungry to know God today. That requires your your participation too, and that's why the Wednesday night crowd's so great. Because man, I mean, you know, we could put you know some some bow bull, legged person up here with a jaw harp, and y'all be excited because you just love Jesus. But, you know, we really got to look at those things, look at our relationship and say, what does that look like? Pastor Mike ministered to us last week on uh, the importance of, of praise, the, the, the effect that it has on us when we're going through difficult times. You know, the Bible says that we lift, we lift up the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, when those things come on you and some people will go, well, you know, I just I can't figure out for the life of me while I while I feel down like this. No kidding. That's called depressed. Did you know that? I just can't figure it out. I don't know why I feel like this. Well, can you nail it down to maybe a feeling or a thought or something you're worried about? No. Well, it's just called being depressed. So, guess what? I lift up the garment of praise. And boy, it's not the easiest to do it when you're feeling like that, is it? But he talked to us about lifting up the garment of praise and what praise really is. And so, I want to encourage you uh, in that. We're going to take some time and really worship God tonight, but I just want to kind of get you to the point where you're saying, you know what? I seek God because I want to know him, not because it's the right thing to do. And God's molded me in such a way and fashioned me in such a way that I know what to do. I know what the right thing to do now is. Now, I make a choice today again. I choose Jesus. Do you know every morning when you wake up, God again chooses you? His mercies are new every morning. So every morning when you wake up, God chooses you all over again. And to to despite what you did yesterday, what happened, what's going on, what you're going to face today, God chooses you again and says, you're mine. And today I want to speak into your heart. And today I want to tell you holy things. And I'm not being weird with that. I want to tell you holy things that is going to help you to live a successful life so that you can be a light for other people to see and that takes for us just making a choice to choose God every morning when you wake up now how many of you are morning people raise your hand oh god bless you put your hand down how many of you people are not morning people bless our hearts <laughs> you know i mean we got to make a choice i mean sometimes when that alarm goes off in the morning and i and i've got it set for uh, a time where i can you know get up and i can Spend that time with Jesus and my hands going like this over to the snooze. I've got to say, no. Sometimes my hand hits the snooze, but I sometimes, you know, but then a lot of times, no, no. You know what? This morning, boy, my flesh don't feel like it because I'm so tired. But this morning, God, I choose you. I choose to get up this morning and, and sacrifice that time that I really, really would like to sleep. I sacrifice that time because I choose you today all over again. It wasn't enough to choose Jesus back in 1985 when I chose him every day of my life. I have to choose him again. It's the same thing with my marriage relationship with, with my wife. We've realized after 21 years that we made a Love is not a feeling. I mean, it's great when you have oogly googly's, you know, for your, for your, for your spouse. That's great. But loves not about a feeling. Love's about making a choice to love someone even if they're having a rotten day and you are the brunt of their rotten day. I know Jennifer has to deal with that on a regular basis. You know, and I'm sure your spouse does too, but yet she chooses me every day. I choose her every day because my love's a choice. Your love for Jesus, your love to know God is a choice. And when you wake up in the morning and you choose today. I'm going to choose to worship God with all my heart. And it may be, maybe you woke up even late, but in the shower, you're singing to him. On the way to work, you're praying, you're listening to, I'll tell you what, there's so many great things with the version Bible app, um, if, you, if, if you all have it. Now they've got all these different translations that if you're just too tired to read, you just push play and let him read to you. I mean, it's great. I mean, there is no excuse nowadays with the technology that we have to, to not do that. But it takes a choice. It takes a choice, a willful choice. Oh, but Pastor John, you don't understand. I just don't, I, I don't think, think I have the, the chutzpah in me to make that choice. Well, I'm glad you said that because I'm going to show you how God will make that choice for you and help you. Uh, Deuteronomy 4.29 in the Amplified, it says this. But if from there you will seek and inquire for and require as necessity the Lord your God. Say this with me. You will find him. Say it again. You will find him. And I'll continue to read the verse. If you truly seek him with all your heart and mind and soul and life. The Lord said here, if you will seek me and require me as a necessity, you will find me. That's a promise to you. Pastor Steve so, so so greatly said that tonight that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things. And all these things will be added unto you. So you know what? Today, say this with me. Say today, Today, I choose choose Jesus." Jesus. Think about that. Just what you said for a moment. Today, you're choosing to have relationship with the God of all eternity The king over all the universe, who knows every star, every planet, everyone we can't see. And amazingly enough, have you ever seen the Google Earth thing? That just blows me away every time. It's like from the top of the earth and then it comes down and it zooms right down to where I'm standing. That's how God is. And the amazing thing about him is he can zoom in in a snap of a second because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. So he lives and abides in you by the person of the Holy Spirit, but yet sees your situation perfectly from this type of vantage point where he's looking down at you. That's amazing to me. But today I choose Jesus. Galatians 4, 6 says this in the New Living Translation. This is where I'm going to encourage you because I'm going to tell you that you've got what it takes on the inside of you. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son to into our hearts prompting us to call out abba father what actually means kind of daddy father it's got that that type of feel to it abba father it's very intimate it's very it's just you and god you cry out so the holy spirit is within your spirit we cry out our heart by the holy spirit within us father father and it's it's a cry that's from your spirit so all you have to do is allow yourself to be in tune with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and to connect with that on the inside. It's not like you're here trying to uh, muster up some love for God. We don't need to do that. That's the great thing. We can't work up a desire. It's got to be inspired and generated by the work of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us. Say Say this with me. Say, I have the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. just think about that for a minute god is a three-part being he's got he's a three-part being you know god the son god the holy spirit and god the father think about it for a minute part of the essence of god his person lives and abides on the inside of you right now i don't care if your day's been rotten i don't care if your last week your last year or three years has been rotten The God of all eternity lives and abides in you. And he cries out from the inside of you. And there's it's like this draw and this cry to your father, God, from the Holy Spirit. It's crying, Father, Father, I want to have relationship with you. I want to talk to you. I want to worship you. I want to just love on you for a moment. Can we do that for a moment? Just close your eyes for a minute. Close your eyes. Block out today. Block out tomorrow. Block out what type of day you had yesterday. And just get in touch with the Holy Spirit who lives and abides on the inside of you. Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Just as Jesus prayed. I thank you that you always hear me when I pray. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that each person in this place would sense the longing of the Holy Spirit for your presence on the inside of them. I thank you, Father, that you're moving across this congregation And by the Holy Spirit, you're touching them with the essence of your presence. Filling up those empty spots that don't seem to be able to find the love and acceptance they need. You're filling that up with who you are. Loving them. Accepting them. Oh, we just thank you. There's nothing wrong with being quiet for a moment. Just do that and just connect with the Holy Spirit. You personally right now, you and God. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. Give you all the glory. We're just quiet tonight, just listening to the inward witness of the Holy Spirit that he abides and he dwells on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, God. Oh, amen. Amen. Now just open your eyes for a moment. God's presence. I mean, I can sense it right now. It's, it's, it's in this place and that's because you're here. You brought the Holy Spirit with you. And because of that, you right now, the presence of God is just in this place. But even more than that, there's something powerful that happens when you and I come together in what we call the corporate setting. And that's we all come together and we all have uh, a supply to give, so to speak. The Bible tells us. So right now, the presence of God is just, and this is what I prayed for this service, that the presence of God would just kind of be moving in this place, touching people's hearts, touching people's lives. If that causes you to cry, hey, great. If that causes you just to feel completely at peace, wonderful. If it causes you to just feel so happy you could laugh, fantastic. But I just... I want you to know tonight that God is longing for you to long for him. And relationship really is so, so much better when both parties want to be together. And it didn't mean that I didn't want to be with God when I said I was going through the motions. I just forgot what it was like to go back to that place of, God, I don't want you for any other reason. Not so I can be anointed or some wonderful minister or this or that i just want you because i want to know you and so we find in philippians chapter 3 and the and the a portion of that version uh, verse it says this and amplified for we christians are the true circumcision who worship god in spirit and by the spirit of god and exalt and glory and pride ourselves in jesus christ got good news for you. Philippians chapter two, verse 13 says this in the Amplified, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure, his satisfaction, and his delight. James chapter four says, if we draw near to God, he'll draw near to us. So what do you say we just take a few moments right now? We're going to sing a song that we haven't sung before, but it's so simple and so easy. It's just one of those songs that you just sit and soak in the presence of God a little bit. What do you say we do that tonight? And just what, with what we've just heard and what we've learned, you just take a moment as, as we, as we, Uh, go through this song and in the beginning of it i just want you to as i sing this first verse over you i just want you to take a moment and you get you make that adjustment on the inside see i made my adjustment instead of going through the motions i made my adjustment right away and you can too if that's you tonight so why don't you go ahead and stand with me and we'll worship the lord together tonight